Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, uh, I'm not going to tell you right now. How about you take a look at this video package, and then I'll see you back here with my guest live on Zoom. See you soon. That's right, everyone. My guest is, is a professional wrestler, Sin Bodhi, formerly known as in the WWE as Kizarni. How you doing, Sin? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me, man. That's good. I'm glad to have you. Um, So I have a couple questions for you. The first one I have for you is, how did you get your start into professional wrestling? Uh, I originally trained with Ron Hutchinson. Uh, he was the guy that trained Edging Christian and... Uh, you know, the, the famous story, uh, you know, is exactly that. Uh, Edge won a essay contest to uh, train for free with Ron Hutchinson. Uh, right in high school. Uh, again, pardon me for the, uh, the pop-ups. I'm too stupid to know how to turn off my notification. So, <laughs> no problem. Again, as I was telling you before we got on here, uh, surround me by ropes and turnbuckles. Uh, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing. But in life, or especially uh, with technology, maybe not so much. So, <laughs> Uh, Not a problem. So, so Edge, uh, Adam, he trained first. And then uh, Jay and I, Christian and I, um, we thought to join uh, whether we got into college or not. And then I got in and, and Jay didn't. So Jay went and trained first. And then I couldn't stand college. I, I hated it. And then uh, so about two years after that, I went and uh, uh, started training. Uh, but they were already just started hitting the road as I was starting to train. Okay. So they were sort of, uh, they were my seniors in that respect. And uh, yeah, and that's kind of how it started. And then uh, soon after that, I just hit the road, never looked back. I lived in my car quite a bit, uh, you know, stayed at, uh, you know, crack, uh, couch surfed and all that jazz. Right. I just got myself to shows around the world. Right. Uh, I was a bigger guy and I looked, uh, whatever look I had at the time, I always tried to look fairly interesting. Right. So, you know, I was a bigger, scarier dude. So even though I was, you know, green and wet behind the ears, however you want to say it, um, you know, being a little bit bigger, being a little flashier looking and just being hungry to show up at, at shows, uh, mm -hmm. they would, you know, promoters would put me in with, you know, top old school 80s dudes <laughs> and whatever, because it was a lot more cost effective for them to book, you know, some, some cheap indie brand new guy against some more expensive, famous 80s guy. Right. That way they didn't, like, they didn't have to rent two expensive 80s guys. Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't look like I was a glass jaw getting fed to Kamala or Hacksaw Jim Duggan or Bundy or the Road Warriors mm -hmm. or whomever. I was just, uh, you know, it was perfectly acceptable to go, okay, this guy looks mean or whatever. He can take those bumps. He can take those bumps well. And he can realistic, uh, you know, heat on these guys. And then when the time is right, you know, as the, you know, the good guys win and, uh, right off into the sunset so that got me a ton of experience like i want to say like I, i'm i don't i'm not picking any fights or anything i'm not saying it's cocky or anything but i just right. think just factually and again i'm just I, I don't have any stat sheet in front of me i'm just spitballing here but pound for pound i think from just about any major company as far as like the young contemporary stars i'm not talking mm -hmm. about older stars i just mean like the young the younger guys and girls that are on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Impact, for the most part, I want to say, and in any one of those given locker rooms, I've probably uh, wrestled more 80s talent accumulatively than all those, but each of those locker rooms separately combined. So, like, yeah. it's not a stat, it's just, it's a, it's a estimation right. that, if, you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I know. Like somebody like Ziggler, for for instance, has wrestled so many great stars over the years, mm -hmm. but I don't know how many Road Warriors or Bundys or Lawlers or Steiner Brothers or uh, Kamalas and Missing Links and so forth, so forth that he has been in the ring with. You know, times that whole right. locker room, times the SmackDown locker room, times the NXT mm -hmm. locker room, times the AW Impact 
so forth, so forth. So with that, I, I hold that as a, as, a, as a humble trophy where like, I, that's so many lost art secrets. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I'm kind of just walking this two-legged, very, very good looking portable hard drive of old school wrestling knowledge comboed with a very open-minded Jeet Kundo view on modern day stuff. So I like right. to take stringing old school stuff with new school stuff, trying to make something interesting and unique. Right. That makes sense. So how did you end up working for the WWE and how was Vince McMahon as a boss? Uh, I got along great with Vince. Um, okay. uh, never had a problem with Vince. Uh, he, he liked me. I liked him. And uh, I think the, the stuff was short lived, not because of anything with me and him. I think, you know, I, I, I never got any closure to this. And I'm in good standing with, with WWE to this day. Mm-hmm. but I never got any definitive reason. I don't know that most people do. It's mm-hmm. just sort of like breaking up with somebody and you don't have any closure, but then you go on and you date other people and you live and you learn and you have wisdom right. and so forth. So like, I mean, I've been back and I've coached, I've coached for them, you know, so they, they must, they must find me useful in some way. If they would right. not going to have to waste their time. So, you know, um, but it just, uh, I think maybe it was just wrong, wrong time wrong era i've had people say man i wish you were doing now what you did there i wish you were doing uh what you're doing now i wish you did it then or whatever Mm -hmm. you know know they would have allowed that then but i think they would like it now but i think again just uh i think my my moment in history was sort of oddly placed i think yeah like the developmental stuff was still sort of you know not no not well received but like it just they still didn't really know exactly what it was i don't think you know right and I think there was a lot of wrestlers that, that didn't like guys coming up for the develop, developmental system. Mm-hmm. Like I was a developmental guy. I was hired by developmental, but I mean, I already learned how to wrestle. You know, I'm not always learning. I'm still learning, but I didn't have to learn from scratch or anything like that. So I think, but when they perceive you as coming up as a FCW guy or something, mm-hmm. um, they perceive what they perceive. But. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think it had anything to do with like, your gimmick or the politics in the locker room or was it just uh, like they, they weren't ready to have you there yet or I think I mean I've, I've heard from some people that they were just weren't sure what to do with me you know like I guess when right. something can be so bizarre and I don't know that I was overly superly bizarre then I mean I, I, was, I was bizarre but not to the mm-hmm. not to the length where I was like I don't know what to do with this guy like wrestlers have always been flashy wrestlers have always been Right. You know, so I don't know what the big whoop de do leap would be, you know, but I mean, like guys like Jake the Snake say they don't know what to do with you. You know, they don't know how to control you. I'm like, well, I don't need to be controlled. I don't need to be whatever. Like I'm a team player. But it just, I mean, it's all opinions. You know, who knows? You know, again, I've been and coached since, so they must like something. Right. They wouldn't have me uh, teaching their, their, you know, their their new guys and girls if, uh, if they didn't trust me so exactly and they did spend a lot of time like hyping your debut as well on you know on smackdown with the vignette the vignettes and everything sure um yeah those things cost a pretty penny too yeah exactly so like speaking of them um obviously i thought they were amazing like they, they brought me into your character because i like the flashy carnival type characters you know um, and I w- I'm assuming uh, they were fun to shoot. So how were they filmed? Was it like a real carnival? Was it a green screen? Or? It was a real carnival. Um, we shot in Pennsylvania at the World of Wonders, who I'm friends with those guys to this day, and uh, uh, Ward Hall, rest his soul. Um, a lot of really great, authentic uh, carnival folk. We did it at the World of Wonders. And um, the direction, the art direction from Vince was just get whatever you can in the can. We'll, we'll sort through it in, in, in the office. Okay. <laughs> So I did a whole bunch of uh, my usual crazy stuff. And then I think Vince was kind of like, shit, this is really aggressive. He wanted me to be a super duper baby face. I think he was going to scare the kids. Like, so we didn't use 90% of what we shot on me. We used more of the B-roll of some of the other performers that were maybe less scary, a little bit more Mm -hmm. sillier, or a little bit more kid-friendly. That's the right term. You know, so like, so what happened was you see me standing going, hey, I'm Kazarni, and then got to like some other dude or some lady doing something, right. and then back to me, I'm like, ha ha, I'm Kazarni. So to me, that's like a bit heelish because 
I'm saying I'm putting over myself and I'm throwing somebody else to do the work and then I'm coming back to reap the rewards. So to right. me, that's a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking he's a billionaire and I'm not. So what the fuck do I know? And, and I'm <laughs> a little soldier and do what I'm told, you know, like I, I was always talking like Hutchinson 101 with be a good soldier, you know, exactly. you, you know, uh, if, if you like it or don't like it, like I, I love the whole idea. I just, I, I wasn't, you know, when they gave me the name, that wasn't my idea, you know, but I chose to look like that. I'm a legitimate carnival dude. Um, right. I was just just trying to play the, the hand I was dealt the best I could. Right. Uh, I think um, doing a lot of, I did a lot of uh, live events, like SmackDown live events and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, I wasn't the, the first match. I wasn't, I was never the, the curtain jerk match. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a very important spot. But right. I was always, stuffed somewhere in the middle of the show on a card full of Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, Undertaker, mm-hmm. uh, Triple H, et cetera, et cetera. So like uh, for, for me to get, get a good response on a stack show like that, like a pretty much the indie guy on this giant mm-hmm. you know, road loop of live events. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by the time we would take it home, people would cheer, clap, everything. Like they were always into it. Like mm-hmm. people were always cool. So I got a good response from, you know, as far as like the producers were like, oh, audience, great response. Producers, easy to work with. Wrestlers, oh, he's easy to work with. You know, right. So I got along with everybody. Awesome. And um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's a budget thing. I, I don't know. Who knows? Awesome. So uh, how did the character and name of Kazarni come to be in the WWE? The name was totally Vince. So when I had my, <laughs> I had my sit down with Vince McMahon, um, you know, we're shooting the shit and talking, and I, I'm allowed mm-hmm. to swear on this thing. I should have asked before I dropped it. No, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> so, I apologize. Um, that, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm talking to Vince, and so I'm a legitimate carnival dude, but I would always use the words like sideshow or circus, freak show, stuff like that. I never really yeah. used the word carnival, and this was the first time I ever kind of explained it like that because wrestling did come from the carnival, and I had heard from several little birdies that been sliced like the freaky carnival stuff so i used the word carnival and then i could see like the light bulb going off and i could see him you know thinking of ideas as we were talking and you know he had this giant smile on his face and and all this stuff and then i said okay all right you give me a lot to think about all right awesome let's uh, we'll chat about this soon so uh the next day where that was at an unforgiven pay-per-view and so the next day at uh, raw he comes over to me at the ring, uh, ringside, and he kind of says, your name's going to be Kizarni. It's Carney for Carney. Get it? And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> and then, so, uh, you know, as, that's definitely one up from Eggman, for sure. But I was going to make it work no matter what. Right. So I was flattered that he'd given me that opportunity. I was flattered mm-hmm. that he stalking me i was flattered for that chance to be at a company that i grew up loving as a as a kid I still right. do today. um so i mean i don't have any ill qualms about it yeah i will i don't think it was the most brilliant of his ideas uh, which he is right. but i mean he'd be the first to tell you you know he thought of some great ideas and some not so great ideas so right me as a worker was just going to pump as much life into that idea as i could <laughs> i'm a big boy i'll make my bed and sleep in it and if it wasn't right. what they needed at the time and I'll definitely uh, carry my weight with it. Um, and I've had a lot of, uh, it's weird. I've had so many fans on both sides of it where like, we really liked it. We thought you were going to be awesome. And then have the other guys totally polar opposite. Like, well, you fucking suck. You know, whatever. Like, <laughs> well, I appreciate that you didn't like the character. Like it wasn't, you know, in some ways I, I loved it. In some ways it wasn't my cup of tea at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like some cookie were let my, so my dog is starting to sell now that you're, so i get that it wasn't some people's cup of tea i get that totally get it but at the same time i think just sometimes i guess maybe fans are uh, i'm gonna hold on i'm you can hear me i'm just gonna grab my pooch not a problem not a problem take your time it's just gonna instead of being symbody it's gonna be symbody and cookie (laughs) so there we go all right oh he's so cute so she's done is it a boy or girl she is a she. Oh, she. Oh, she is so cute. <laughs> she's very cute. She's the heel of the household. She is the fun police. The other dog, <laughs> I got married, have fun. But anyway, so 
I get that, you know, some people liked it and were interested to see what was going on. Right. I get the name was what it was. Mm -hmm. I get that it was certainly not some people's cup of tea. I don't think anybody really got to see enough of it to really decide if it was good or harsh. Right. Um, I, I know I can, I can, as we would say in the industry, I can work. You know, there's a lot of wrestlers mm -hmm. that are very great athletically or, you know, have a, a neat shtick on the outside. Mm -hmm. But to be a worker, uh, that's, to me, that's few and far between. I can fucking work. Right. Um, so, but what you got to see of me was just not enough. And it wasn't, it wasn't what it needed mm -hmm. to be. Like I needed to get a little bit of wind in my sail to show you what was right. going on. And give you a whole relationship in one night. Like, you know, going out there with MVP was one, it should have been the first date at the beginning of a long relationship and just happenstance right. didn't take it that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like, I would just say for, for fans that were, they were cool with it, thank you very much. For fans that were not cool with it, hey, that's cool, man. Uh, what'd you ever do, motherfucker? <laughs> you know? Exactly. You ever, you ever step with the WWE ring? You ever make it that far? So. Right. And, and that is, it's a really hard profession to do. And it's right. not even just physically, but the mental aspect of it is, is excruciating. Sure. I've even had other fans come over and kind of giggle, be like, hey, some of those fans that didn't like you, they'd be the same guy just knocking their knees together, asking for your autograph at an airport. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, you know, so like <laughs> I appreciate, you know, trolls being trolls. I get it. You know, do what you need to right. do to back it yourself. Or you could just enjoy this and take it for what it is. It's right. A body slam soap opera, you know, like right. busting asses uh, to entertain people. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like they go, every wrestler would like him or hate him or, or him or her, whomever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've spent Christmases away from families, birthdays away from families. I've missed so mm -hmm. much stuff. Now I've gotten to do so many great things, seen mm -hmm. so many wonderful things and meet wonderful people. But this business has really kept me away from my family quite a lot, especially my mm -hmm. parents. You know, so we do pay those dues, you know, that a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. Like if you live in Boston and your mom lives down the street and your grandma lives down the other street and your work is two seconds away and you know, your wife is at home and your husband is at home and your cat and your dog are at home. You know, everything is within a couple mile radius. Count yourself lucky because mm -hmm. my parents are 60 hours that way. My brother is 25 hours that way. That's crazy. Uh, my best pals are 50 hours that way. Wow. You know, so I live with my wife and my stepdaughter right. and I've learned to really like, you know, make sure that like the long distance thing has been right. my parents and i have is like you guys okay everything good yes are you okay mm -hmm. yeah okay cool so we love each other we check on each other but right. to, like we don't get to hug each other every day or every week right. like, i don't think people realize that's the case yeah. for a lot of performers and mm -hmm. those people will probably also fire back well it's your choice it is our choice for sure but the trade-off is we get to have some fun on this planet like we get to yeah like exactly you know like i i don't know like i'm a hard-working person and like i you know, blood, sweat, and tears for, for years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. And I can work super hard, like in the gym and the wrestling ring yep. and the travel and all that travel. Like, the wrestlers will joke and say, oh, I wrestle for free. You're just paying for the other mm -hmm. 20 and a half hours. <laughs> you know, get me to Australia, Germany, uh, right. Mexico, wherever I'm going, Canada, US, wherever I'm going, you know. Um, but as far as like, a real life, like for lack of a better term, a real life job. I think I've just I've been so lucky to be a nomad for so long. Right. So postal in a week, if you if you saddled me into a retail spot <laughs> or factory spot, I just I think I'm just too much of a cowboy to to do mm -hmm. that. Like I right. remember before I was, and this was before I even wrestled ever. My uh, I remember a little teeny bopper job. That <laughs> reminded me of it the other day. I hadn't spoken to him in years, and he caught up with me on Facebook. A guy from my hometown. He's like, Hey, you remember okay. me from? Al's restaurant where I was like a waiter for 10 minutes. Right. And I remember, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm not at all. I truly am not. And even right. back then, young kid, I remember this, this customer is just being a dick. And he wanted this. He wanted that. I remember vividly. He wanted this. And he wanted this. And he changed his mind. He wanted this. He's like, give me such grief. And I remember just without even thinking about it, it just came out of my face. I just remember saying, shut the fuck up and eat your coleslaw. And you're, get over here, Nick. You're fired. You know, whatever. I'm like, fine, good. 
Good riddance. And uh, yeah, just like, I just, I don't know how well I do in, in real life, you know? So, right. like, uh, you know, putting on that, that war paint and jumping around and being a silly bastard for, for people to giggle at, cheer at, whatever. They yeah. That's sort of what I'm put on the planet. And the thing is, you uh, you get to do two of the best things in the world. You get to do, of course, the sports part of things and the entertainment part of things. So you get to do, you know, the the, the acting and also the, you know, the the wrestling. Like the, it, it must be a lot of fun, you know. And then you put a show on, like it's amazing. Like it's it's literally amazing. Oh, dude! I mean, as the old adage goes, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. That's my dad always said that. He said, that's why like, I went to college. He's like, go to college for something you're, you're going to love to do. Cause when you do it, when you, when you graduate and you get a job in that field, it's not like you're going to work. It's like, you're going, you know, doing something that you're, that you have, that you love to do and you're getting paid to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, again, I can bust my ass. Like, I mean, I get up, you know, I do some, some kind of chores around the house. Like me and my wife basically rescue animals. So we've got a bunch of dogs, cats, Nice. Tortoises, snakes, chickens, all sorts of weirds. Me, I have, you know, biggest critter in the house, you know, <laughs> um, do all that stuff. I, I'll do these. So I literally just about two minutes before I logged on with you, I just finished my uh, Snake Pit Facebook Live, which nice. is like, we can talk about you if you want. Um, nice, yeah. So ever since the, ever since the, the, the beginning of these like COVID lockdowns, the quarantine right. and stuff, um, I turned my, basically my student page, which like, you know, there's 20, 30 people on there to know like, hey, classes are at such and such time. Uh, ring crew is here. Flyering for shows is there. You know, whatever, whatever. It was just more for information. And so I decided to open up that page to wrestlers, wrestling students, and anybody wrestling industry. Right. And, and you know, just drop knowledge and have other coaches come on, like Dr. Tom or Gangrel, Al Snow, Tyson Dukes. Nice. The list goes on and on and on. Right. And it was, of course, it was there to drop knowledge for sure. Because right. I think, you know, there's a lot of very athletic guys and girls out there, but I think psychologically there's a lot of blind leaving the blind because like Undertaker was mentioned on that Joe Rogan podcast, like yeah. everybody got old at the same time and there was not a bridge to really uh, right. you know, develop some of that information, like, like pass down a lot of that information. Right. So that's exactly what we do on this page. And is useful, and I think is as cool of a notion as that is my my uh, my overriding purpose to do that daily. I want to say I've maybe missed mm -hmm. a handful of days in this like nine months, whatever, right. like, like half a handful of days tops, you know, five, five six days. But that's how many fingers I have. Right. Like, <laughs> my, my overriding thing was just to distract people while they were crawling the walls during this fucking COVID lockdown and stuff. Yeah. And I would have, I couldn't believe how many messages I've got from people saying, man, really saved my sanity. Like, I would look forward to you dialing in every time, every, awesome. every noon, whatever, whatever. And That's awesome. When I do get to shows, like, again, before COVID, I was wrestling two, three times a week all over the world. Right. And now, this COVID stuff has robbed me of about 90% of my income. Crazy. So, I spend time, you know, doing little match reviews for a couple bucks, or I, I customize those little toys and stuff like right. that. And, and yeah. all this stuff, but, uh, but I can't tell you how many times I would get to shows and then I have people that I'd never met before came over. Hey, nice to see you coach. Or, nice to meet you coach. Or, Hey, thanks right. for telling me this thing. I'm like, I don't remember talking to this person. They're talking about online. Like they're, right. they're like, I've been studying you religiously since this nine months or whatever. I, I dialed yes. in months ago when I found out about it and I've been locked ever since. So I just, wow. I, you know, I got to do that for that many people. Like uh, I'll take that. Thank you. Right. That validates some of that hard work and passion and stuff and right. really want to come back from it except for just to you know <laughs> for you to be passionate as well like i would tell young guys that you know if i'm if i'm going to throw some young rookies in the car to go to a show like a little road trip mm -hmm. like sure can i give you some gas I'm like no you cannot <laughs> give me any gas money sure can i buy you some food no you certainly can in fact i'll probably do the, the buying of the food it's the old guy's prerogative to do that and be like well, right. what can we do I'm like, well, when you're the really, 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 really good-looking old-timer and you put some rookies in your car, then you <laughs> like, okay, okay, you know, so, so that's how that would go, so. Right, and it's funny that when you said about Vince mentioning about um, the name Kazarni, like, and then you said it in, like, kind of like his voice, it's like, I could so picture Vince coming up with that name. That is such a Vince name. That's totally was Vince, Vince name, so, <laughs> okay. 
I'm like, all right, here we go. Again, <laughs> again it's just like Taker. I, I was an Eggman. You know, right. I'm, I'm like, Taker's name, at least Taker's name is super cool. Right. Like, and, and two, when I was a kid, when I first heard the name Undertaker, I didn't really know what an Undertaker was. I was that young. Right. Like, what? Like, what? And then when I saw him, and then when I realized what it was, I'm like, that's super cool. You know, right. so like I latch onto it as a kid, as I'm sure so did so many. That's why he's right. yep. That same with me. My first um, Undertaker, my first ever uh, wrestling uh, show that I watched, like on TV, was the very first Raw in 1993, and I remember the very first main event was Undertaker versus Damian Demento. Right. Yes. And that that uh, just seeing Undertaker coming out. Oh my gosh! It was it was what? freaky. Like it, it scared me. It gave me nightmares. <laughs> I was three years old though, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got you, dude. Yep. I got you. I felt the same. I remember watching was it a Royal Rumble? I think I think it was when he debuted with the uh, he did that uh, what was it six man or eight man tag or whatever. Oh, uh, Survivor up, Series. Survivor Series. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and he beating up like Coco and Dusty and all these guys. Yep. I'm like, what's going on? My yep. mind was blown. I'm like, who's this monster? Who's? And I remember thinking. Who's going to stop this guy? What is anybody going to do? Like, everybody's going right. to the world, you know? Again, I was, I can't tell you how old I was, but I was pretty damn young. Right. Uh, but my, my little kid brain was just painting all of these pictures and scenarios. Of, like, what are these mm-hmm. wrestlers going to do? What's Hulk Hogan going to do? What are all these guys right. going to do? I remember Roddy Piper on commentary going, look at the ham hocks on that guy. You know? <laughs> and then we're thinking, oh, my God, Roddy Piper's one of the coolest dudes in the galaxy. And Roddy mm-hmm. Piper sweat his cat. What's, you know, what's Hulk Hogan going to do? What's all these other right. dudes going to do? You know, so I think the, the magic of wrestling is, is not in the suplexes or the hammer locks or dives or eye gouges. I think it's in that emotional yeah. story. I the think it's in, that, yeah. in that, yeah, it's in the details. It's, it's not, yeah. it's how. So yeah. I think, you know, power to all these very cool moves. I'm not, I'm not that old timey guy that's going to shit on all these flippy floppy moves. I'm not that right. guy. I think all these cool moves are great. But I think whatever it's going to take, whether it's a knuckle sandwich or a Canadian destroyer, I think if all the devil of the details is on point, then the story's going to play out well and everybody understands their characters, their positioning, you know. Exactly. Not to mention their physical timing and ring presence and, you know, no wasted motion and all this, all these little jargon and things I can yeah. get into. I think all those details, I think it facilitates, you know, the fans like, so, Okay. I'm trying to put this articulately. Mm-hmm. If the wrestlers, sports entertainers, workers, whatever you want to call them, if they're doing their jobs right, it evokes not just emotion, but it, it evokes questions, which mm-hmm. is like, what next? What's going to happen? Oh, if this happened, what's going to happen now? Like Randy Orton's got um, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre down now. What What is he going to do now? Is he going to go out of the ring? Is he going to get something? Is he going to do this? Is he going to mm-hmm. light this candle? fire what the hell is what's he gonna do mm-hmm. so those questions those are organic questions you were just as dusty Rhodes used to tell us all the time baby we'll tell you the whole thing but you're only gonna need the end day you know so like it, yeah. it pulls people like as you can see me in the, and i know we're doing gonna do this for audio but i know you're recording the video so yeah. like if you're interested you literally move forward you're like whoa i gotta see what is this or if you are disinterested, you kind of you lean back, you maybe cross your arms, <laughs> and so forth. That's like that's not wrestling psychology. That is psychology. Psychology applied right. to wrestling. So if you can get the fans going, oh, oh, ma, he's going to definitely get this. <laughs> oh, 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 definitely, you know, right. you can bring those pictures inside their brains, let alone mm-hmm. what you're doing in the ring. That's the stuff of, of a worker. That is the stuff. Right. Of so. So how true is it um, that because uh, I heard I obviously you hear dirt sheets and all that and you don't know what to believe out of all that. So how true is it that Vince doesn't like the term wrestler or re- wrestling? Uh, so I mean it's pretty commonplace that he doesn't like those terms, but I think he's just right. trying to protect a uh, creation that he is marketed. It's not that he doesn't like right. wrestling or wrestling. Right. I think he's just trying to pivot his company as an entertainment company which is exactly i mean he changed the world of not wrestling but sports entertainment like he made you know professional wrestling into this you know billion dollar you know 
Sure. Sports entertainment spectacle, like you know, so I I could a hundred percent see that. It's just you hear so many different dirt sheets, and you don't know what to believe because one article saying this thing, another article saying that thing, and you know, you don't know which is the right thing to believe. Well, if you look at other companies that are not affiliated, mm-hmm. and they have brilliant names that don't even have wrestling, you know, like Ring of Honor, right? A great name. It doesn't say wrestling, right? You know. Or, uh, or now, you know, NXT belongs to, to Vince, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't say wrestling. Right. Even though, weirdly, like Ring of Honor and, our, and uh, uh, NXT are kind of more of the wrestlerly companies. Like, right. You know, they're the ones that do the most wrestling. Right. As opposed to the most sports entertaining. And I'm not condescending or downplaying right. Raw or SmackDown or Impact mm-hmm. or anything else. Uh, I'm just saying that's how they're sort of positioned, I, in right. my opinion. Like, I love all those companies. I love all of us. Right. From Lucha Libre to hardcore to mm-hmm. funny stuff, catches catch game, European wrestling to old timey right. wrestling, sports entertainment to Memphis Walk and Talk to right. all the Ooch monkeys, all this, all of it. I love it. You know, I just think it's like, it's like loving music. You know, just right. because I love music doesn't mean I just have to listen to rap music or country music or heavy metal music. Mm-hmm. I love music. Right. And even though there might be a, a genre of music I would gravitate to, like my guilty pleasure of music would be Southern rock and glam rock, mm-hmm. but I would rather listen to awesome rap or awesome country music or awesome classical music yes. or awesome polka music than shitty Southern rock or shitty glam rock. Right. So I like, you know, I like wrestling and there's certain styles I might like more, right. but it's, all but, but they're up. all, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there any upcoming events that you'll be competing at? Um, obviously, you wrestle on the indies as Sinbodi. Um, yes. Are you signed to any major promotions, or are you? Is there any events that you'll be competing at despite the pandemic? I'll be back at OBW pretty soon. I will be at Devotion Wrestling pretty soon. I'm just waiting for my my booking dates. Okay. Uh, next uh, was the next week, the week after. I will be February fifth and sixth. I'll be mm-hmm. February 5th. I will be at Southern Honor Wrestling in Atlanta, Georgia area. Okay. And the next day in Hazel Green, Alabama, I will be at Rocket City. And that's mm-hmm. Saturday, February, February 6th. Yeah. Uh, so the 5th right. and 6th. And so if you go to either of those sites, Rocket City, or if you go to Southern Honor, uh, you'll see all okay. that info there. Awesome. If you go to any of my uh, social media, it's all Sinbodhi, S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I. That's my facebook my twitter my instagram cool. um, i always have like the show info posted uh i'm doing uh some online i've been doing online seminars for uh uh italian wrestling association so i'll be doing a, a zoom seminar for them uh, on uh thursday uh, no wednesday sorry this wednesday mm-hmm. and i teach at the fsw school the snake pit in las vegas here mondays yeah. and tuesdays uh, so you can go online and you can see, you know, my stuff on the Snake Pit. You can also go on to FSW and see that. Um, or my YouTube channel is Freak Show Wrestling. And you yeah. can see a lot of the stuff that I did during the pandemic. Like I did those yeah. syndiculousness episodes, which is sort of <laughs> playful road stories. Like, as the wrestlers would say, we can't tell the good stories. You know, right. that, will, well, that will only arrive in arrests and divorces. So we cannot <laughs> tell the good stories. But there's some pretty silly playful stories all just when i was thinking of what stories i should say um i would always kind of run it by my wife she's sort of like the voice of reason you know (laughs) she's the the operation no doubt and uh i'm like what about this she's like oh you can't tell that i'm like okay well (laughs) what would you think about this one oh yeah okay yeah fine you can tell that okay well what about oh this one sounds a little weird this is uh you know this is maybe not for the ages you know this this story didn't age well you know like something would have funny Five years ago, like, well, you can't say that now, you know. Right. So, like, okay, and also too, just with everybody being so heightened in the state of the world right now, and everybody's mm-hmm. so, I guess, heightened is just really the best word, you know. So, I really wanted to make sure those stories were playful and silly. Like, again, Undertaker, you know, one of my idols, one of the greatest wrestlers right. in the galaxy, and look how many people are, you know, squawking about what he said. So, yeah. I wanted to make sure while we were all stuck like rats in cages during all this quarantine stuff, just crawling the walls, looking for any reason to mm-hmm. flare up and freak out. I wanted to make sure these stories were there to make people giggle and right. them off or upset them or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was there to be entertained. 
and uh, same, like if I'm, if you're a student or a wrestler or an industry person and you're on that snake pit and I'm doing a Q&A or a lecture yeah. or a match breakdown, like I'll, I kind of reinforce like, hey, I'm not condescending. I'm not mm-hmm. uh, demeaning anything. I'm just telling you what I think. So it might just broaden your scope. Right. You know, like who wants to hear, like, I'm not going to say if, if, if I'm watching your wrestling match, I'm not, I'm never going to be that coach that says, oh, that was the shits. Just fucking go jump off a cliff. I'm not right. that guy. I'm always going to say stuff like, mm-hmm. hey, you can maybe get more mileage if you put that here, did a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this. Right. Why don't you try to think about this and do just my humble opinion, you know, and again, because mm-hmm. nobody wants to look at themselves and go, yeah, I, I suck. Nobody wants <laughs> right. to do that. I think in this modern day landscape, I don't know that people are capable of doing that. I think they all think they're superheroes or something. I don't know. So <laughs> right. to burst anybody's bubble is certainly not my, my intention. My intention is to make you, the performer, better. Like you're dialing in to hear these lectures to get right. good, solid information. Exactly. It's my responsibility and my privilege to give you that response. That, mm-hmm. that so I'm not going to sit here and just, whoa, back in my day, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and just toot my own horn and be an asshole. Like that's, I'm, that's not my MO at all. Exactly. Like, very, uh, I'm never going to be old, uh, old dog, new tricks. I'm always going to be progressive, but at the same time, I'm going to know what works and what doesn't work in my opinion. Right. Like I might be mm-hmm. stubborn sometimes, but I'm open-minded <laughs> You can convince me. You can convince me quickly, or it could be an uphill battle. But I will hear you. And at the end of the day, if I feel that I think I I'm going to stick to this way, or yeah, you're totally right, or hey, maybe we can meet in the middle and we have this new third idea or something. So if we all kind of just keep a little bit of an open mind and hear each other, right? Again, I was saying on the snake pit before I logged off to get onto here with you. Like if you're having a conversation. I can have a conversation with whomever and we can exchange ideas that can be radically different. Exactly. We hear each other. We can debate. We can, we can even get annoyed and upset and angry, but if we continuously consistently Mm -hmm. hear each other, we might both walk away from that conversation better for it. Yeah. You know, better, both of us better educated, both of us more empathetic and sympathetic and, and understanding. But if we mm-hmm. just one person just said, I, I'm right and I can't hear anything else, <laughs> I, that's a dangerous person to have a conversation with because it's not yeah. a conversation. Exactly. A, you know, so I just think, and I, I don't mean to sound too artsy fartsy, or I'm certainly <laughs> once I have apologize, I'm not going to incriminate myself online talking about. Anything one way or another, because you say anything about anything and somebody's going to get upset. Yes. So I just hypothetically try to apply that is like, um, yeah, hear each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, here, if, if he says this and this, no, let's hear everything and then we can mm-hmm. arrive at certain things. Like Exactly. Put, a, put a, that weird closed-minded disclaimer. Out. Yeah, I'll listen to anybody <laughs> as, long as, as long as it's what I want to hear. You know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that's, that's not a conversation. You know? No, exactly. It's not. And, and so I, I certainly don't want to, you know, get into you know, the state of the world or anything. I'm just <laughs> applying the psychology of the world to wrestling. Right. So, you know, like, again, like uh, an industry term is a, a, a bad word uh, in industry term is, is a rest hole. Like wrestlers will say, right. I don't like the rest hole or whatever, whatever. You know, or wrestlers will say, hey, we'll use a rest hole. Like those young guys that are using that term, they're, they're using it incorrectly where rest hold isn't for lazy wrestlers to be lazy and sit there in a hold. A rest mm-hmm. hold is to take a, a, take a beat, take a moment to let the fans rest. What, and what that means is mm-hmm. to let the fans just absorb what's going on for a second and get geared up for something that's on the horizon. Right. You know, so that way, whether they want to, whether it's a mental, just a, a reboot so they can just get their mental second wind or third wind or whatever, or it's, mm-hmm. Ooh, I think I can, I can tell something cool is going to happen. I'm going to gift this or <laughs> talk that or something, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so the modern, you know, with all everybody, all the fans having a little fancy speaking spell with the window of every bit of knowledge in the world in right. their palms is a relatively, excuse me, a relatively new thing for not just wrestling, but for the world, you know, like, right. We've only been here for what, like a decade tops. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, to give fans that moment to yes. tweet something, TikTok something, Instagram something, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're, you're, just, you're finding moments, little beats for them to, to breathe. Those are the rest moments. 
So right. that's why you see more wrestlers these days do something almost in duplicate or triplicate because, oh, I really want to see that. Oh, I missed that first one, but I can, I can <laughs> the second one or whatever, you know. Right. Oh, I need to do two of them because he does one. He always does two, <laughs> you know. Uh, like for instance, just I, I don't usually do this, but I'm just this is the first silly example I can think of. Like if I do that invisible choke slam where I get my guy mm-hmm. down and then I grab my own gizzard and I jump up and I just basically All right. oh, the, there you go. The person. Sorry, that was my my wife was actually calling me. I just no I just, I just C blocked her right there. It's just because I was doing this. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I might. I, again, I don't usually do this now. I'm thinking about it, maybe I should, but I don't. I usually just do one, so that way, uh, if I was to do two, then they could tick up that or something. So maybe next right. time I wrestle, I'm going to do two. You know, just right. so they go, oh, he well, he's got to do it again. You know, like, <laughs> or sometimes if, if uh, as we call it, we would say setting the table. So yeah, educate the thing. Hey, if we do this, if we set this thing up. This is probably what's coming. Mm-hmm. In so if you do that, usually a bad guy will do that and then make a mistake with the same right. thing wrong because fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So the baby face isn't going right. to fall for the same shenanigans. And then that's usually where the bad guy crashes and burns because he gets too cocky and he, you know, whatever. But you can see him setting the table the same way so the fans can whip out their phones, TikTok or tweet or Instagram right. or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so there's just, there's, wrestling is evolving and there is different yes. You know, whether you jump on it or you fight it, you can fight evolution or you can mm-hmm. buy it, you know, like. Exactly. There's some big, there's some big creatures. There's some big scary creatures that did not stand the test of time evolution-wise. Right. And then there's funny old tortoises and sea turtles and whatever. <laughs> I have a pound tortoise in my backyard that has right. stood the, the test of evolution. You know, I mean, tortoises mm-hmm. have been around since the dinosaurs. So he right. must be doing something right. You know, his, his, his peeps are doing something right. <laughs> so it's a matter of you know, how to evolve, how to mm-hmm. do proper. Exactly. So right. So we know that the life of a professional wrestler, as we spoke of earlier, is obviously the traveling. Do you have any road stories from your time as a professional wrestler, whether it's on the indies, WWE, or whatever, that you'd like to tell everyone about? Oh, boy. Um, man, there's just so many. Uh, <laughs> Boy, can you can you maybe point me down a, 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 a rabbit hole? Give me a direction that you want me to go on. Like, give me a wrestler. I could probably six degrees of Kevin Bacon myself. Would just just about remember. Um, yeah, just just I'm gonna like literally. Uh, I don't know. Crash my crash my my brain system and just, I'm trying to input too much information. I'm just gonna fall over right here on your on your podcast. <laughs> Okay, a silly one. Uh, I never told this on uh, Facebook. I'll tell this silly one because Jake hates when you tell silly stories about him, even though he, he loves it and he hates it all at the same time. Right. If you go on uh, the syndiculous ne- uh, syndiculousness episodes, I'm not sure which episode it was. I only think I did seven or eight or something. Okay. Uh, there's one that says Jake the Squirrel Roberts. So if you guys want to hear that, go check that out. It's on the <laughs> wrestling channel, syndiculousness episode, whatever. Just, it should be in the okay. title. But another Jake uh, story was one night uh, him and I were working for Jim Rose, who is basically like the Vince McMahon of sideshows. Mm-hmm. And it would on paper have been a fun tour, but Jim and Jake hated each other because they're both alpha, you know, big rock stars. And so they're always mm-hmm. stepping on each other's junk metaphorically, you know, and they're just pissing each other, just finding ways to piss each other off. <laughs> and so I really was playing babysitter for the most part. So it was just like, it would have been fun if I didn't have to do that. And so uh, Jake and I were uh, sharing a hotel room. And I remember, uh, I I don't know what the heck we ate, but I did Mm -hmm. some really bad things in the bathroom. Okay. Left it in in the toilet. And then I closed the the lid and I walked out of the bathroom like, holy gee, Jake, you got to see the size of the spider behind the back of the toilet. He's like, brother, I got to stick his head down beside the toilet. He's like, you motherfucker. I don't know that I've ever told that story before. I just sort of kind of creep into my head. It's like it's That's funny. I can picture Jake, Jake Roberts saying that. <laughs> he, uh, he, we would always do dumb things like that to each other. Like we have so many stupid things like that. Nice. But, uh, awesome. We did a, a 
this isn't necessarily funny, but just you'd have to the the, the length, the the the, uh, the duration of this joke is where it was fun. It doesn't really mm-hmm. play well tell it, but like he asked me to do this show for a buddy of his in Denver. And we were just going to drive from Vegas to Denver together. Now, mm-hmm. whoever the promoter, I can't remember the name of the promoter, but he obviously had to be really good friends with Jake because Jake's not getting in a car doing a 12-hour ride for nobody. Right. So for us to drive together to do this for his buddy, he must have had some good rapport. And like right. Jake's one of my best pals, so I know what kind of, you know, he'll bend over backwards for you if, he, if he's your buddy. Right. So uh, I'm looking at the little GPS that's telling us how far to get, and he's answering mm-hmm. to get home. And I kid you not, not a minute or two, maybe three minutes tops would go by where he would look and see and he'd read the mileage and read how long mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, 700 miles to go, uh, going at a speed of uh, 78 miles per hour. But the temperature is uh, 62 degrees outside. You know, he would do that like, <laughs> like every fucking one or two or three minutes for about 12 hours straight. Like you're just trying to drive me fucking bonkers. Right. And he's giggling the whole like he's like a six foot six, six foot seven giant little kid just kind of pulling your proverbial <laughs> pigtails, just getting a rise out of you, you know. So that's how right. we were all just, we just keep each other out. Nice. I think that's what we nice. got along. Still to this day, we're, we're super good buddies. I think we just we just know how to make each other laugh. You know, right. I think in today's day and age, that's super important. You know. Right, right. So uh, before I ask the last question, I just wanted to ask you, um, obviously, like my podcast was mainly directed towards horror actors. That's where I started at and everything. And I'm branching out into entertainment. I'm a huge professional wrestling fan. Been so right. since the 90s. And obviously, you know, into musicians and authors and all that. But um, I was wondering, do you think maybe you can help me get some other wrestlers like even Jake Roberts or other athletes and wrestlers to uh, interview as well? Well, I can ask. No guarantees, but I can ask him. Yeah, that, that's all I, I, that's all I ask. Yeah. He's not a fan of horror movies and stuff. Like, I mean, he thinks they, they look neat at, at, a, at a glimpse, but he's not sitting around the couch watching right. horror movies. I mean, he's a, he's a football and, uh, right. and a law and order guy. Right. And the, marathon or a law and order marathon, he's right. your guy. Right, but horror movies not so much. So that my dad, my dad even mentioned to me, he's like, he's like, oh, he said you started Slasher Scotty um, as a podcast to get like to interview all the actors that you saw in the movies growing up, the '80s slashers and that. And he's like, yeah. now you want to interview all these wrestlers, and now they're you know they're thinking it's the slasher movie podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I can tell you this about Jake and horror movies. This is how I can kind of do a little six degrees of Kevin Bacon and tie it in, okay. especially if you're, if you're wrapping it up. Uh, we did a horror movie convention, horror convention together. Right. I want to say it was in Charlotte. This was this was a few years ago now. This is mm-hmm. I, I want to still had like long hair. Like I didn't shave my head for Lux Love yet. I still right. had long, hair, so it was quite a while ago. And so we're sitting there, and there's all sorts of dudes like Bruce Campbell and like Clive Barker and all these people around and stuff. Remember Clive Barker gave me like a T-shirt, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, Groovy Bruce was pretty cool, you know, all this stuff. Right. And, and I was drawing, like, I, you can't sell anything next to Jake. Like, I just have to handle for Jake. Because if you're just trying to peddle Kazarni pictures sitting next to Jake Roberts, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he doesn't want to count cash and whatever. He's got these big, giant gorilla paws. He, you know, can't pick up anything with his sausage fingers. So I'm counting the cash and doing all that stuff for him. I got eyesight, you know. He's, right. he's got eyesight, all that jazz. So I'm counting money, doing all that stuff. So what he had me do was I can, I can draw half decently. So I was drawing, like, Jake the Snake caricatures and cartoons for people and i drew like sort of like a a, an eve with the apple and the snake right and like the garden of eden all together and so sitting like next to us like the next table over the next signing guest was lita ford for some reason i mean i guess she's a heavy metal chick but i guess she has as much to do with horror movies as me and jake the snake do so like whatever right (laughs) i think jake was trying to trying to find a way to sort of like kind of cozy up to her or whatever she was like brother, <laughs> brother look at my my uh I, I i when i when i imitate jake i just call everybody brother like he goes up to lita ford like, hey brother brother you know like right. hey my, my buddy just drew a picture of his brother you want to sign it <laughs> so he's he's got it in his house somewhere um he's got it hanging and it's a picture that i drew of jake with a snake right. in the garden of eden with you know basically a half naked or a naked wrapped in the snake and leaves and apple eaten, you know <laughs> And so it's signed by Sin Bodhi, Kizdarni, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Lita Ford. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. That's a question you can ask Jake. I don't know. I don't know. Not my business. But 
Yeah, like, nice. Uh, yeah, definitely. If, even if you can ask him or if you have any, also anybody else, like I would love to talk, you know, reminisce and talk professional wrestling, the careers and everything like that, kind of like we did with you and that. And I think that I, I just, I, I love professional wrestling and obviously I idolize those guys all, you know, growing up as well. So it'd, it'd be an honor to, you know, talk to them and, you know, share in their, in their careers. I think that I'll be, I'll be your booking guy. You can just pay me a billion dollars to be your booking <laughs> That's good. <laughs> there, there's, there's how my carny brain works. Okay, so <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Um, so the last question is uh, basically what we, what we talked about earlier. Um, just kind of where can our viewers and listeners uh, find you at? Any website, social media, anything you want to promote? Uh, anything else you want to promote? Any projects or anything? Yeah. Um, so I teach at the FSW uh, in Las Vegas. So if you want to actually get into the ring with me. Um, just uh, find FSW Future Stars of Wrestling on uh, Facebook. Right. Uh, as far as my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is Sin Bodhi, S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I. Mm-hmm. And uh, then also to my YouTube channel is Freak Show Wrestling. Okay. And that's really more like my matches, promos, and just weird and other kind of one-offs like the um, – like those syndiculousness episodes <laughs> or uh, like we did, I've done some cinematic matches that we did that race from the pit or the wheel of misfortune, just stuff like, or the uh, Jake actually was the comedic guest referee in what we did the anti-gravity match with techno destructive. Awesome. So, um, with, you know, with, with uh, the fancy green screen technology of modern day, uh, planet, you know, we have the ring, like turning on its side and hanging upside down, like the anti-gravity thing and stuff. So it's pretty right. fun. Pretty ridiculous. That's awesome. You know, but uh, yeah, so just uh, Sin Bodhi on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is where you can find me. I'm not a hard clown to find. So, right, awesome, go. sounds good. I thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, whenever I'm doing seminars, wrestling shows, yeah. uh, selling those little, I, I refurbish those LJNs from like when right. I was a kid and stuff. So nice. any kind of stuff, or you know, selling T-shirts or pigs masks or merches, merch, whatever stuff I have. Right, um, it's all on there. So I mean, easy. Awesome. I'm an easy thing to find. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time, Sin, and I truly appreciate it. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I've been a fan of yours. Um, I've been, I followed you on the Indies, and I've seen you in the WWE. Obviously, um, you, you, I loved the Kazarni gimmick. I mean, I thought it was really clever. Um, it was, it, it was different, and I liked that. I mean, it was, it was. I, I've always been fascinated by carnivals and circuses and all that different stuff. So it was cool to see something like that come to life, you know, in that capacity, which is really cool. Thank you very much. Yep, not a problem. And I thank you again. And you have a great uh, great rest of your day and you stay safe. You too, my friend. And I will tell everybody listening, be safe, be smart, be kind. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Bye.